In the month of November, we're launching our new preaching theme, which is Anchored. In different seasons of our life, God gives us a promise from His Word that we can hold on to. And as the preachers come and share their message tonight and through the rest of the month, they're going to share life verses that they feel like God's given them so they can hold on to during different situations and different things in life. And I am so thrilled to introduce our first speaker tonight. Her name is Keely Mercer. I remember doing youth with Keely where like five or so years ago and I remember meeting her for the first time she was quiet but you know what as soon as she opens her mouth there's power and authority on her words God has anointed her and appointed her to preach the gospel she's an incredible young girl and she's got a great word for us tonight so why don't you make her feel welcome awesome hello church I'm so excited to preach tonight uh, it's going to be an awesome night. Um, firstly, I just want to honour Pastor Josh in Shekinah, who just had a baby. Oh, my gosh. Um, they have been rock-solid leaders. Oh, you guys can sit. <laughs> um, they have been rock-solid leaders in my life. Um, they were my youth pastors when I first started coming to youth. Um, they have encouraged me through my whole journey. Um, Shekinah has been my mentor, an amazing mentor um, through internship. Um, so thank you to them if they're listening um, for their faith and encouragement. They're just incredible leaders. Um, if we have not met, yes, um, my name is Keely. Um, I'm 19. Uh, I've been coming to this church for about seven years now. Um, I met God in this church, and I'm actually the only Christian in my whole family, even extended family. Um, and about a week ago, I went on holiday um, back to New Zealand with them. I say back because I was born and raised there um, West, in West Auckland. Um, and I moved to Australia when I was about 10 years old. Um, and on this holiday, something happened um, that I can only explain as a God coincidence. Um, throughout my holiday, I met with lots of my family and my school friends that I've known since I was little. And without a doubt, every person I met with, I got to talk about God and share about church and how it's changed my life. Um, there was one moment, however, that stood out from the others where I got to see my auntie. Um, who has been having a very tough battle with cancer um, and basically there is no cure for her um, so we don't really know how long we've got um, and pretty much what happened was I made these cards of encouragement for her um, and I painted a picture on one side and then on the other side I wrote an encouraging scripture um, and she's not a Christian so I was a bit scared so I gave these cards to her she read them um, and she just started crying and she just looked at me in the eyes and she said, thank you. And I knew that God had done something incredible in her heart. Um, however, when I made these cards, um, and even before I, just before I gave them to her, I had this doubt in my head that, had, that said, what if I offend her? What if I suck at painting? What if um, she takes this the wrong way? And um, for a moment, I was scared. Then God reminded me of this scripture that is one of my life scriptures, and it is Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let me say that again. Be strong and courageous. Oops. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.
When I first saw this scripture, I thought, well, that's two things I'm not great at, um, being strong. Uh, I don't go to the gym. I don't work out. I'm not strong and courageous. Um, I had anxiety for most of my life leading up to being set free. Um, And before that, I was afraid. I mean, I had no idea what it meant to be strong and courageous. But at that time, um, I went on and stuck in church and in youth, and I saw my leaders becoming strong and courageous. Um, They set an example that for me that meant living for God and what he had called me to do was to push aside a fear, to push aside a fear to be seen, a fear to be heard, a fear to run a connect group, a fear to speak at a merge, a fear to be the hype man on stage. you see, every time I, my leaders or God asked me to step up or go out of my comfort zone, I said yes, but to myself I was saying be strong and courageous. God has not called us to be shy. He has not called us to hold back on our love for people. He has not called us to be anxious. He calls us strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to go after God. Do not be afraid to seek Him. Do not be afraid to stand strong in your faith. Do not be afraid to go deeper in your relationship. Do not be afraid to step out and become all that God has called you to be. Do not be discouraged. Yes, we are, there are setbacks. Yes, we face adversity. Yes, we get disappointed. But do not be discouraged. Do not let disappointment settle in your heart. Accept what's happened and take it to God. He tells us not to be discouraged because we, He is our biggest encourager. He is there to tell us we are chosen. He, we are strong and courageous. We are worthy. We are bold and do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God. He is not just my God. He is not just a God for leaders and pastors. He is your God. He wants to know you and he wants you to know him. He is there for you and not just tonight in the house but with you always. God doesn't only want to know you on a Sunday at church or Friday at youth. He wants to know you in your quiet time at home. He wants to shine his light into your workplace, to your co-workers. God honestly wants to know you in every situation and every part of the life. He wants to be there to celebrate with you, to encourage you, to humble you, to love you and to grieve with you. He is not a far away God. He is close. He is near. It doesn't matter what you've been through. He doesn't back away. He doesn't turn his back on you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I'm not here tonight to tell you that if, you're, if you follow God, your life will magically become perfect. You will never, or that you will never be worried or get let down. It's not like that. I've faced some of my biggest struggles and traumas in my life whilst coming to know God. I've faced pushback from the enemy countless times. Uh, but I stand here today healed, set free, and totally in love with God. Being strong and courageous is not just about stepping out, but it's about letting God in. It's about opening up to someone you trust. It's about having the strength to say, you know what, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you. So tonight, I encourage you all, whether this is your first time or your millionth time in church, I ask yourself, can I let go and let God 
Can I know that God has called me to be strong and courageous, to not be afraid, to not be discouraged, because he will be with me wherever I go. Thank you. That was so good. That was awesome, Keely. It's so evident that you've spoken that scripture over your life because all I see all over you is boldness and courage. So that was incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Why don't you give it up for her again? Great job. Awesome. In a moment, I'm going to invite up our second speaker of the evening, Nicholas Hickman. I remember Nick when he was my height, which is crazy to believe because I'm not that tall and he's huge. As he's grown up over the years, he's grown into an incredible man of God and an incredible leader in our youth ministry. And he's going to come and share an incredible word with us tonight. I'm always laughing, um, crying with laughter when he speaks or I'm getting rocked by revelation bombs. So why don't you welcome up Nick Hickman? Hi. Um, you can sit down. That's cool. The Bible's just for show because um, my scripture's a life scripture, so I know it. <laughs> I'm not throwing shade at Keegan if he actually reads from the Bible. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we... <laughs> it's based down. It's, hang on, I'll put it the right way so it looks legit on Instagram. Um, so, <laughs> stop it. You guys are naughty. Um, we had stadium night on Friday night. That was sick. <laughs> It went off the chain. Pastor Kathy was there, which was awesome. Um, Pastor Kathy was actually the youth pastor here when I first started coming to youth. Um, but speaking of youth, pa- my youth pastors, I, I want to honour Pastor Josh as well. He was has this poor dude. Um, he was my kids' pastor, and then he was my youth pastor, and then he was my young adult pastor, and now he's my campus pastor. So he just can't get rid of me, apparently. Um, but he, he has spoken so much into my life. He has been such a rock in my life. He tells me when I'm doing dumb stuff um, with like just very brutal, which is what I need. Um, and he is just one of my, um, I'm going to say one of my favorite leaders. Um, but I thought we'd kick off tonight with how I actually found this scripture, right? Because it's not always, um, you know, you're reading your Bible and then um, all of a sudden this thing just like blows off the page and you fall off your seat and you're crying and like, this is my life scripture. Um, for me, I was actually at a conference and uh, it was a young adult conference and one of the speakers there was talking about his ministry and they were doing like a panel and someone asked him when he was going to hand it on because he'd been doing it for a while and Uh, He was just talking about how he's like, well, it's not my call to hand it on because it wasn't my call to start it. It It's God's idea. So, And he he just said this throwaway comment that just like rocked me. Um, And he said, so many Christians accept Jesus as their Lord, but not their Savior. And I was like, he said that, and and like just a throwaway comment, but it kept going around and around in my mind. And it really stirred something in me. And I just kept thinking about it and kept thinking about it. And then I was reading my Bible. Um, Because freebie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Freebie, you're not going to get a life scripture if you don't read your Bible. Um, And and I found this scripture, and I was like, this this is it. I was like, this scripture is the difference between Nick Hickman as a Christian and Nick Hickman not as a Christian. And that scripture is Galatians 2, verse 20, um, which says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live in faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
um, which is cool. It sounds awesome. Hey, like I've been crucified with Christ. Um, like you, you read that and you're like, yeah, I want to be crucified with Christ. But I really believe, because um, Paul wrote this letter, and I don't believe that crucified was an accidental word. He could have said I died with Christ or, you know, I laid down with Christ or I'm like, whatever. Plenty of words. And he used the word crucified, which actually... Um, for their culture, they know exactly what that means, where it's very painful and it's very shameful. Like, it's reserved for like, the worst of criminals. It's a very embarrassing death, right? Um, it's not a good time. And for me, I'm probably not going to get physically crucified um, in Australia. Please, Jesus. Um, but sometimes God asks you to do things that are painful and embarrassing, and you're like, I really don't want to do that. For example, last week, um, I didn't have much money. I had no money. Um, I'd, I'd borrowed money from mum. That's where we were at, right? And I was at, I was at Kiwana Shops, at Woolies, the Loke, and I was buying my Connect Group food for Friday night, and um, Dad said that was like the last of my money, and then I was, I was done. And I was there, and as I, it's like packed, so I'm like waiting, I'm at the self-serve because I'm an introvert and I don't want to talk to people. And so I'm there and it's packed and then um, one lady leaves and so I like waddle over with all my stuff and she left $20 in the change thing. And I was like, ooh, I need $20. And it's going to be really embarrassing getting and running, getting some running through the shops and be like, hey, hey, you left your money. And, um, but... The thing is, right, I don't, I don't even to pray about it. I know what Jesus' thoughts are, right? And I've been crucified with Christ, so I got it. And I'm running through the shops, and this poor lady has this six-foot-four bald bearded dude running out of going, hey, hey, hey. And I was like, hey, um, you just you left your money in the thing. And she said, oh, poopy, I did. Um, and... Um, and in my head, I was like, and as a reward, you can have this back. And she, she, didn't, she didn't say that. So uh, I, that was in my head. I was like, and, and, but no. Um, but the thing is, right, because I've got this scripture and because I meditate on it, right, I like say it over and over again, it's become part of who I am. And this scripture has actually become a bit of a rock and an, an anchor, you might say, in my life, um, right? Because... Um, at the end of the scripture, it says, in faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, right? Which is a reminder that it's only ever through Jesus that I can, if I didn't have Jesus, I'd be like just crying all the time. Um, like it's only through Jesus that I can be on the worship team. It's only through Jesus I can be, it's only through Jesus I can like buy anything because um, Jesus is my provider. Um, the only reason I can do anything is my, it's only through Jesus I can get to heaven, right? Like um, it's only through him. And this scripture gives God a really open door into my life which sounds awesome, right? Um, but a lot of the time it's really full on, but this scripture really holds me down where it's like when God's like, hey, do that thing. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to. Or I'm like, oh, you, know, you, you know those chats you have with God where he says something and you're like, oh, no, 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 and you're not listening to him, right? This scripture is like what anchors me down, keeps my faith set on Jesus, right? That I've been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live. I don't make the calls anymore. It's Christ who lives in me. Um, and without, honestly, without this scripture, without God giving me this scripture, I wouldn't be who I am today, right? And I, was think, I saw this thing on Facebook, which reminded me, but if 12-year-old Nick could look 12 years into the future and see 24-year-old Nick, he'd probably wee himself. Like, he'd be really excited because I get to do some really cool stuff that, like, when I was 12, I like, didn't even dare to think about doing. Um, I get to do now, which is just absolutely insane. 
Um, and the thing is, right, this isn't my only scripture for that. I'm going to get you all to chuck that photo up on the, on the screen. So Pastor Teresa showed hers this morning. This is my wall in my bedroom. Uh, and these are my scriptures. Um, you can ask me about them later if you want. But I've got, these are all scriptures that God's actually spoken to me about, really lit up to me. Um, and these, these keep me focused on God. They keep me filled with faith. They keep me, um, well, they push me to live my best life. That's a good one, hey? Um, and if you don't have, you can check that down now, that's cruisy. Um, but if you don't have a life verse, dead set, get one, pray for one, read your Bible, God will give you one. Um, and I really hope this has helped you all tonight. Thank you so much. So good. <laughs> You're awesome, Nick. That's so good. He truly does. He's the most servant-hearted guy I know. Nick's incredible, and he really does practice what he preaches. That's incredible. You're awesome, Nick. We love you. Last but certainly not least, I'm going to get up in a moment, Keegan Sutton. Keegan is one of our awesome leaders here at church, and Keegan and I actually, well, I knew of Keegan like before I got saved, well, before we got saved, when we were crazy, when we were like big emos, and it was awesome. Um, (laughs) And I remember we got saved the same year, we did internship the same year, and it's been so incredible, Keegan, watching you and your journey with God and how God set you you free of so many things. You have an incredible evangelistic calling and we're so excited to see what God's going to do in your future. So why don't you stand and welcome Keegan as he comes. Hey church, how are we going tonight? Take a seat. High five your neighbor. Say you look good. Awesome. Well, hey, I want to start um, by honoring our amazing pastor, Teresa. Teresa, you are incredible. Uh, In mine and Katie's life, you have been instrumental. You're a mentor to us. And thank you so much for hearing God's voice so accurately and clearly. I know everybody around you is always so encouraged when they leave from talking with you. And so keep up the good work. You're amazing. Thank you so much for all you do, Teresa. Come on. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm going to get straight into it. Uh, If someone came up to me and asked me, Keegan, what is one of the main things that has greatly impacted your life? I would tell them this, setting aside time to spend alone with God. And we call this the quiet time. Everyone say quiet time. Quiet time. Awesome. So one of my life scriptures is this. It's in James 4 verse 8. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Which pretty much just means, like, stop doubting. Um, So tonight I'm going to talk about three things that will change your life, and I 100% guarantee this will change your life if you implement these into your world today. You ready? Awesome. Okay, point number one, if you're taking notes, prayer. So what is prayer? Prayer is simply talking to God. It's, It's spending time with God, and it's a relationship that we have with God. I want you to think of this. If I walked into my house after work, Katie was already at home, my beautiful wife, and it's her birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday for tomorrow, Katie. Yes. So say, for example, I walk in the house and I don't even acknowledge her. I just like walk through and I don't speak to her the whole night. Who knows? She would be pretty salty, right? She would be like, I would not be in the good books and she'd be feel- she wouldn't really be feeling the love. Um, so that's what prayer is. Prayer is simply just like acknowledging God, spending time with God, talking to God. And so practically, what does that look like? What does that look like for me? And what can that look like for you? 
So every morning I will wake up, which is what happens in the morning, uh, and I will um, I'll make a coffee because God doesn't turn up without coffee. Amen, anyone? Yeah? <laughs> Amen. Uh, and um, then I will go into my study and I will spend time with Jesus. And it's the best part of my day. It's the part that I look forward to most. And so some real practical things that I want to give you guys is clean space. Make a clean space. Make room. Find music. That's what I do. I, will, um, I listen to YouTube or Spotify. Highly recommend YouTube because YouTube's got like longer worship and it's also like fresh. I feel like Spotify can get a bit stale. I'm just being real practical for you guys, so, um, which is really cool. And find a song that like just really does it for you. Um, lift your hands even if you don't feel like it. Sing even if you don't feel like you have a good voice. Uh, and just start talking to Jesus. Just start connecting with him. Tell him about your week ahead or tell him about that your day ahead. Uh, and just literally treat the conversation exactly like it would be if he was physically in the room with you there, which is really cool. And what happens when you do that, guys, is you connect and stuff just washes away. I can, I can so many times I've walked in that room one way and I've left that room another way. Something happens when you spend time with God. When you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. My second point, which is a really cool one, Nick Hickman, it is the Bible. Yes. Okay, so the Bible is food for your soul and it's the primary way that God communicates to us. And the scriptures, they are life-changing. If you're going through stuff, you need to get a scripture and declare that over your situation. And practically, what does that look like? Well, you just open up your Bible. You just start reading the Bible. And if nothing is jumping out at you, you just turn the page and just literally like gaze over until you find at least something that's even interesting or like easy to read. I remember when I first started, I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of easy to read and I recommend like getting like a pen or like a, a pencil and just like highlighting whatever it is that you think is interesting because you know how like sometimes the Bible you have to really focus sometimes to really recognize like what it's actually saying. If it's like you're just starting this out, just highlight something that you find interesting that jumps out at you. And um, if you're going through stuff and you need a scripture and you don't even know where to find it in the Bible, really simple, do a Google search. Uh, it's, it's there for you. You can Google scriptures for this, scriptures for that. It's really cool. Uh, me and Katie, we got married about a year ago now, and we didn't have, um, yeah, amen, would recommend. And, uh, <laughs> and um, we didn't have enough money to get married. And in um, eight months, we'd only saved half of what we needed. So uh, we found scriptures in the Bible. We found Deuteronomy 8.18. It's the Lord who gives us the ability to generate wealth. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. We found those scriptures. We let them speak to us and then we declared it over our lives. And let me tell you, we had the most beautiful wedding and our honeymoon. God came through for us, like He always does. Come on, give God a hand. And it all leads me back to this point, is if you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. Amen? Amen. My last point, this is a really cool point, and it is worship. Oh, yes. Did you like that? Yeah, okay. Uh, so battles are won in worship, literally. Um, when we worship, things shift. Uh, so many times I've been in a dark situation and things are really hectic and I'm feeling discouraged and I could, and I have like this choice. I could go to fear and complaining and focus on the problem or I could go to worship. 
And so many times worship has been the key for me to shift the thing in the atmosphere over my life. And it, it can work for me and I 100% guarantee it can work for you. If you're going through something, just get into your closet or quiet room area, wherever you spend time with Jesus, and, um, and just begin to worship. And when you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. And so if you're here and you, you don't have a quiet time, I just challenge you, start with 10 minutes a day. Aim for as long as you can. And you may have to wake up maybe like half an hour earlier to do it. But they say it takes 21 days to build a habit. And so you just have to start. And the thing is, guys, is what you value, you will prioritize. And I, I have this thought. It's like I can't let social media be the thing that I spend most time with in the mornings. Come on, we've all done it. Yep. And I heard, um, I heard this amazing preacher say this one day. He said, if you will build history with God, so you've got your quiet time, you're spending time alone with God. If you will build history with God, God will use you to change history. Because this is a thought, is you have no idea what's happening in your quiet time. When you're seeking God, you have no idea what the overflow effect will be around your world, in your workplace, in your family, with people around you. As you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. Come on. Amen. Well, um, hey, you might be here and, um, you know, this whole message has pretty much been about um, a relationship with God and you're like, or like a quiet time even. You're like, I don't even have a relationship with God. And um, I want to like share a little bit about my story. Um, so growing up, you know, I lived a very normal life and I had a family that loved me. I was your normal guy. Like I, I went to church as a very little kid and then my family moved location. We just stopped going. And um, growing up in my teenage years, uh, I just found myself just doing life. That's just what I was doing. I was pretty influenced by the people I was hanging with and the music that I found myself listening to. And uh, I ended up getting heavily into drugs. I was hooked on pot, and I spent years and years chasing it and smoking it. I would wake up and get stoned. I'd get high all through the day, get stoned to get to sleep. And uh, to give you an idea of how bad it was, I was doing it all, cigarettes, pot, speed, ecstasy, acid even, mushrooms. I had the craziest toxic relationships and I'd go to parties, I'd find myself drinking, I was getting into fights, even breaking into friends' houses and stealing money for drugs. So I would find myself in the wrong places at the wrong times. I remember getting beat up by a group of people one day and I was left in the gutter bleeding all over this poor person's driveway. And um, I hated my life. I felt so confused. I was just like so full of hate. And I, I wanted to end my life on numerous occasions. I would cut myself all over my arms and my legs. And I would find myself standing on the edge of Moffat Headland just wanting to jump off because nothing that I could do or nothing that I could be involved with was ever like filling that hole. And I couldn't bring myself to jump off because I knew how much it would hurt my family. And I got to the lowest point and I didn't know what to do anymore and nothing that I was trying was working. And then a friend invited me to church. Come on, go that friend. And uh, I heard that Jesus died for my sin and I heard that it wasn't about religion, which is what I thought it was, but it was actually about having a life-transforming relationship with God. In that, so on a night like tonight, there was a moment and I had that opportunity to give my life to Jesus to start a relationship with him and I did. I put my hand up in a moment, which I'm going to give us all a moment for in a, in a moment as well. <laughs> so many moments. <laughs> um, and in that moment, <laughs> there we go again. 
I literally felt like I hit the reset button. I felt like I had a fresh start. I feel like every single thing that I had done wrong in the past, and there was a lot of it, trust me, I felt like this was my fresh start. This is my, my moment to actually start a brand new um, life for myself. And since that night that I made that decision to invite Christ into my life, my life has been totally different. Uh, I'm so filled with peace now. I'm living a life that I can't even imagine. Like I would not even imagine my life as it is today back then. And it's completely because of Jesus. That emptiness that I had has been filled and I'm so grateful for God. And uh, I'd like to take a moment now, if we could all just close our eyes and... You know, maybe you're here tonight and you don't have a relationship with God. It would be my honor to introduce you to Him in a moment. And in a moment, what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Super simple. That's as easy as it is. And I'll just say, I see your hand. And then you can just pop it back down. And then we'll include you in this prayer altogether. And uh, maybe you're here and uh, you don't have a relationship with God. And tonight you're like, okay, Keegan, I want to start a relationship with God. Or maybe you're here and uh, if you're honest with yourself, you're not walking with God. And tonight's the night that you want to turn and uh, follow Him again and reconnect with Him. Or maybe you're here and you're just not even sure that if you were to pass tonight that you were going to go to heaven. And so what's going to happen right now, if that's you, I just want you to lift your hand and just say, Keegan, that's me. I want to be included in this prayer. And I'll say, I see that hand. Maybe you're here tonight and you can connect with my story. Maybe you've been trying the world. Maybe things have left you feeling empty, but it's been unfulfilling tonight. You want to give your life to Jesus and say, yes, God, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you tonight. If that's you, would you just lift your hand? Or maybe you're in this place and you're like, you know what, I've got it all together, but I still feel like there's something missing. I don't know what that is. Let me tell you that there's a hole in our hearts that only Jesus can fill. And if you're here tonight and you're saying, okay, Keegan, like that's me, it might sound like I'm speaking directly to you. Your heart might be beating. If that's you tonight, would you just lift your hand and say, Keegan, that's me. I want to start a relationship with God. Or I want to follow God. Or I want to turn from my past and follow you. See, God is so good. In John 3.16, He says, For God so loved the world that He sent His only Son, that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. And maybe you're here tonight and you're not even sure that if you were to leave this place, you would go to heaven. And if you want to raise your hand and say, God, I want to follow you, you're welcome to do that right now. Just pop it up and I'll say, I see that hand. And then you can pop it straight back down. So good. I find in like a moment like this, the head can be saying like, no, don't do this. You don't need it. But the heart, you feel it in your heart. And if that's you tonight, would you be bold enough to just put up your hand? And I'll say, I see that hand and you can pop it straight back down. Perfect. I see that hand. Thanks, mate. You can pop that down. Who else wants to join this guy? You're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm putting that refresh button in my life. I'm turning a page. I'm starting a new chapter. If that's you tonight and you want to start a relationship with God and you want to put your hand up as well, you can lift up your hand right now. And I'll say, I see that hand and you can pop that straight back down. Awesome. So good. Alrighty, we, we can open up our eyes. 
Awesome. So what we're going to do is um, for the person who lifted up their hand, great job. So cool. And uh, if you wanted to put up your hand, but you didn't in that moment, I still, and you want to say this prayer with us, you're more than welcome to. Feel free to come and chat to a leader afterwards and say that you said that prayer as well. So we're going to repeat a prayer together. Uh, and uh, I want us all to say these words after me. And the person who lifted your hand, I want you to um, say these like you're praying to God. So let's repeat after me. Say, Dear God in heaven. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me and my sin. I'm sorry. I follow you today to live your ways. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God. I thank you that today I'm set free, I'm forgiven, I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, Lord, for this person who lifted up their hand tonight, Father, and anyone else in these seats who has made this decision to follow you, Lord, I just pray your peace over them right now. Lord, even right now where they're sitting, Lord, that they would know that you are close. They would know that you have a great plan for them. They would know that you are real and that you love them. And Lord, I pray that they would follow you for the rest of their days. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Draw near to God, guys, and he'll draw near to you. Thank you so much.